following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. The Gospel reading for today is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. It is on page 862 in the Red Bibles if you would like to follow along. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. Thank you, Gianna. Boy, I would love to give a sermon on that text. I love John 1, but I'm not going to do that. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, it's good to be with you here uh, as the nine turns into a zero on the calendar. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? One of the big years. By the way, we are also um, about 10 days away from our 15th anniversary of, of our incorporation as a church. So, yeah, um, what a long, strange trip it has been. <laughs> um, and to add to the kind of feelings of uh, sort of stopping to think about how things are going, the staff and leadership team spent uh, the day together yesterday at our annual winter day retreat, um, where we get together when we pray and think and talk about life here at Artisan, about where we've been and where we're going. And uh, Between all those things, it seemed like a good opportunity to break from our normal routine just a little bit and to reflect together as a whole congregation uh, on where we are as a church and where we're going. And by the way, isn't it fun to be all t- like together, too full in one room, um, Having this one service at this time of year gives us a chance to see people we haven't seen sometimes uh, from our two services. And I think we only had a couple of people who, who showed up at 9. We'll see how many show up at 11. <laughs> um, but we're glad to, to be all together today. So a quick disclaimer, especially if you're newer with us or visiting with us for the first time today, this is not what I usually do for a sermon. Usually my definition of a sermon is a, a teaching that comes from the scriptures um, I'm, I'm not really going to even refer to the scripture texts that have been read in the service today, uh, because today I'm, I'm doing the state of the church address. I just want to kind of talk um, more broadly about what things are happening here. And I hope and trust that hearing the scriptures read aloud and even reading them yourself uh, this morning will be a way that they can make their way into your hearts and minds, even without some uh, fancy pastor type telling you what to think about it. <laughs> Um, And I also hope that doing this State of the Church Address is going to be a good reminder of God's presence with you and with us as a local church community. All right, so that's what we're going to do today. And the way I want to do it is to begin with a topic that is probably on everybody's mind, but that I don't think is the most important thing for us to be thinking about. And then I want to end with a topic that probably is on nobody's mind, but which I think is 
quite important for us to be thinking about. So that's how I'm going to frame it, and there's some other stuff in between. So, first of all, let's begin by spending a couple of minutes with the topic that's on everybody's mind, even if only because you're sick of thinking about it and hearing about it and seeing about it when you walk in the building and all of the consequences that come along with it, and that, of course, is our construction project. Um, and I try, whenever I talk about this project, first and foremost, to remind myself and to remind you why we did this. The why of this project is much more important than the when or the, even the what. Right? And so the why of this is that our church building, this structure, is a tool for us to do the ministry that God has called us to do. It's a base of operations, if you will. It's a means to an end. And the end is reaching people with God's love. That's what we're here to do. And the building uh, is a tool for us to use to accomplish that. And so all the work that we've done here in this building, it's all about reaching more people with God's love in this place. Now, because, given the nature of the things that we're doing, we are especially thinking about children and families with all the amazing new children's space that's uh, taking shape in the other end of the building. Um, it's, it's to be more welcoming to people with disabilities because we're making huge accessibility improvements, the, the biggest of which is going to be one of the last things you see probably, and that's the new entry doors. Uh, and to make it more welcoming to the LGBTQ community. And uh, one of the ways that we're doing that is by changing our bathroom structure so that we don't have gendered restrooms anymore, but we have uh, individual, single-use, six of them, uh, restrooms that are all identical. Every person can use them and have the same experience no matter which one they use. Uh, and that's... Uh, also important, of course, for uh, accessibility reasons as well. So all of those things are the why for this building project that we've undertaken here. And that's why I wanted to say um, <clears throat> that it's the, the updates on the drywall and so forth is not the most important thing for us to be thinking about. It's not because I want to minimize all the work that's gone into this and all the money that has gone into this. Uh, and the generosity of many, 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 many people who have made it happen, but to remind ourselves that it's not actually about the drywall. It's not actually about, you know, the, the framing or the wood or any of those things. It's about God's love for all people. And if, if what we're doing isn't advancing that cause, then we are wasting that time and money. Um, I'm, I'm, fortunately, I think we can say that that is, you know, why we're doing this and that is what will be accomplished by it. Um, while I'm on that topic, I will briefly acknowledge once again that there are some pain points that come along with it. Um, I just want you to know that we know, we being the staff and leadership of Artisan Church, we know that this has been a really hard season for our community, especially for families and children, but really for all of us, um, you know, particularly when we are gathered in and, and kind of crowded in here like this and there's really no place for the children to go that's really hard for, for them, and it's hard for their parents. If you're one of them, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's hard for people who are uh, not parents or people who are single. Um, it's a challenge for all of us. And uh, I was just telling somebody recently that the 4 p.m. sermon that I gave on Christmas Eve was probably like the hardest sermon I've ever had to give because there was so much, let's just call it energy, in the room. <laughs> um, but we get through it, and we will get through it. So... The reality is that there's a, there's a handful of folks who are still part of the artisan community who for this season have just sort of decided to stay home on Sundays, and maybe you're listening to this on the podcast if you're one of those people. I just want you to know that we know you're still with us in spirit, 
and uh, we understand, and we will see you soon. It won't be much longer. Um, so all that stuff being said, here's the quick status update, right? The framing's been done. The sidewalks are in. The mechanical systems are in. The insulation is in. The drywall, as you have, many of you have noticed when you came in, is starting to be put in. It's, it looks like it's mostly done. I don't really know. It's getting there. Um, <clears throat> so the next things to happen are paint and flooring and then doors and exterior siding. And then I think we're basically done. We're going to have to wait till spring for a little bit of the asphalt to go down, including our new um, accessible parking spots. But we're, we're getting real close to the end of this project. So let's talk briefly for, uh, about one of, those, um, one of those remaining tasks, which is painting. This is something that all along we have been intending to do as much of it ourselves as we can. Um, the reason being that painting is a job that requires a lot of labor, but it doesn't require a particular trade skill. And there's, uh, unlike with, say, um, electrical work, there's very little uh, chance for you to do great bodily harm to yourself while painting. <laughs> I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's a little bit harder than with electricity. So uh, this, is, this is a way that we as a community can invest what we call sweat equity into the building. And... Um, Honestly, it's, it's hard to say exactly, but we think that we can save in the neighborhood of $10,000 uh, by doing the painting ourselves, or as much of it as we possibly can ourselves. And so, if you want a pretty easy and fun way to contribute to this project, whether you've been able to give money to it or not, um, I'd like to ask you to consider signing up for our painting party, which is on January 25th. And it is going to be a party. We're going to have food and special goodies and stuff. Uh, so I have a clipboard here with a pen on it. There's a place for your name and email address. Please print legibly, unless you're really just trying to not be contacted about this, which, would, you know, that wouldn't be pretty honest if you would it. Um, so I'm going to pass it down through, and then it'll come back up, and then it'll go back through that way. Uh, and if you're able to be here on the 25th, even for a little bit of time, as, uh, as Doug said to me this morning, even if we had somebody who could come in and wash two paintbrushes, that would be helpful. <laughs> All right? So that's coming up on the 25th. The sign-up sheet's going around. We'll also have it out there at the welcome table at the end of the service so you can sign up there. All right. That's one way that we can keep costs down on this project, so please sign up today. All right. Yes, sir? It is very important for people to sign up ahead of time because if we show up on the 25th and there are three people there, that's not good. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Let me say that out loud and into the microphone and into the recording. We, we need the sign-up sheets, um, not just so that we can send you a reminder email, which we will do, but so that we can plan for the project. And if we, if we don't have the right number of people there, um, if, if more or fewer people show up than we anticipate, we, we can't really project manage the thing, okay? So uh, we will have an online version of this as well. If it's not up already, it will be up very soon, and we'll, of the sign-up sheet, I mean. We'll get it out that way as soon as possible. All right. So, thinking about financial matters briefly, um, we are trying to save some big money by doing this. Let me give you a brief update on church finances more generally. Now, if you don't know, Artisan's fiscal year doesn't go January to December, it goes July to June. So we're right smack dab in the middle of it right now. And uh, after a, a slow start at the beginning of the fiscal year, which is normal because it's summertime, we have had a strong few months here at Artisan. And I'm really happy to report that after a few years of missing our budgeted income, 
at this point in this fiscal year, we are right on target. We have, we have caught up completely, and we are um, on pace to make our budget this year, uh, which is, yeah, I think it's cause for celebration. Um, and that's happening in spite of the fact that our attendance has been a little bit lower with the construction project sort of keeping people away and some other factors probably playing into that as well. Um, so many thanks to those of you who have stayed uh, connected in all kinds of ways, but who've continued to give even if you haven't been here on Sundays. Um, once again, as with the building project, I want you to keep in mind why that matters. Um, the money that you give on Sundays or online or through your mobile app or all the different ways that I'll tell you about in a minute goes directly to funding the mission and ministry of this local church community. Uh, and th those of you who give, give generously because you believe in that mission. And um, I am so honored to, to know that you, that you do. And uh, so thank you for that. And I, I'll ask you to, to keep up the good work on that. Um, Related to finances, we have one kind of unusual need um, in our community, which is that we need to find a new finance officer, uh, a new treasurer, um, as soon as we possibly can. Uh, not that anything's in crisis or on fire, but Elliot Voss, who has served in this role capably for 5.5 years now, <laughs> has about 0.5 years left <laughs> on his term, and uh, has been so... Um, helpful to us and faithful in that particular area of service, but he's ready to not be doing that, and I imagine Anna's ready for him not to be doing that anymore. Uh, and, <laughs> and so we've, we're, we're working hard to try to find a, a replacement for Elliot, not that we could ever replace Elliot, but you know, somebody to fill that particular role. So if you know someone, or if you are someone, who has uh, you know, good financial skills and would like to serve the church in that way, we will work very hard and closely with you to get, yourself, to get you kind of ready in that role or the person that you would nominate if they agree to, to be part of it. So if you have questions about that, especially what the role entails, Elliot is the best person to talk to. Can you stick your hand up in the air? Um, I would be happy to talk with you also, but Elliot is the one who knows the most about what Elliot does, right? <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> So one last financial thing to keep in mind before I move on to other things. Uh, that is that with this new addition will come new expenses. Not only new uh, expenses to keep it clean and well-maintained, but also uh, an increase in our mortgage payment. Now, our, our mortgage payment is going to almost double, actually. Is that accurate, Elliot? Yeah. Um, and so with that in mind, and it, with it being the start of the new year, this is a great time... Uh, to evaluate your giving. As I said, we're on track right now, and we're really happy about that. Um, but we're anticipating a time when, our, when we're going to need to ramp that up a little bit. And so, I would say this to you. If you're visiting with us today, if you're kind of just checking out the church community, we do not want your money. If you have come to Artisan recently and decided this is your spiritual home and are ready and able to give uh, in whatever amount is, feels right to you, um, now is a great time to start doing that. If you have been giving uh, for some time now and haven't revisited the amount that you're giving and you think you might be ready to give a little bit more, maybe you got a raise, maybe you added an income to the household recently as my family did, um, maybe you're ready to do a little bit more, this is a time that you might think about evaluating that. Um, you can, of course, give on Sunday mornings in person, but really the best way to do this is 
online with a recurring donation. That's what my family has done for many years now. And uh, surprise, surprise, I missed uh, zero months in that time. <laughs> um, whereas I had missed a, I missed a month here and there before because I just forgot to write the check or whatever. So if you go to artisanchurch.com slash giving, or if you go to our mobile app and hit the giving button, uh, you'll find a way that you can give online. And we encourage you to do that. It's, a, it's the best way to stay consistent and faithful with it. Uh, if you're a mobile app user, we do have an Artisan Church mobile app that you can download. Or you can just text the word artisan to 77977. If you do that, it will send you a link back that allows you to give with a debit or credit card. You'll be done in 20 seconds. Uh, and you can set that up right there in the, uh, in the web browser if you don't have the app or don't want to go home and use your computer or whatever. So, all right. As I said, right now giving is an area of strength for us even though we do need to ramp it up a little bit for the future. I want to talk for a couple of minutes about a way that you can support your church community um, that, that I would say right now is not actually meeting budget, so to speak, metaphorically speaking. And that is with um, volunteering and being active in ministry uh, at Artisan. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the leadership team and staff had a day retreat yesterday. And one of the things that I asked each person to do was to share their hopes and dreams for Artisan and to share their you know, fears and concerns about where we are as a church. And there were many inspiring hopes and dreams shared in that time. And I'm, uh, that will be the, the thing that I end with in a few minutes. But I do need to tell you that one of the recurring concerns among the leadership of our church is that right now it seems that there's a fairly small group of people doing a very large amount of ministry uh, in the artisan community. And so, first of all, I want to say many thanks to those of you who do serve day in and day out, week in and week out at Artisan. Um, And uh, alongside that, I want to encourage those of you who haven't maybe gotten involved to think about how you might get involved. Now, I want to take some responsibility for that problem that has identified, that our team identified, for that concern that many people have. Because the, the job description of the pastor, right there in the Bible, one of the things that's part of it is to equip the saints for ministry, which is to say to help people figure out what their gifts and calling and passion is and how that can work uh, with the ministries of the church and in the ministry of the church and through the ministry of the church out into the community. So to the extent that I have not helped you uh, find yourself equipped for the work of, of ministry, um, I ask your forgiveness, and my commitment to you is that if, if you feel like you want to get involved, especially if you wanted to get involved but haven't yet been able to, if you send me an email, I will commit to speaking with you in person or on the phone or via text message or over email as much as it would be helpful for you to kind of figure out what the right type of ministry is for you. Scott at artisanchurch.com is the way to start that conversation, and feel free to reach out to me. Um, So we'll, of course, try to look for ways as a whole community to try to help people find their area of ministry that doesn't necessarily require a one-on-one consultation appointment. Um, So the area of hope that corresponds with, with that area of concern is that we do think we can help more artisans find more ways to be involved in the ministries and activities of our church. So I want to highlight just a few of those for you this morning that are, that are um, maybe the ones of most urgent need, but there's all kinds of other ones too. First of all, 
let me make a plea for those of you who have uh, heard this before and haven't responded yet, or for those of you who are hearing it for the first time and find it might be appropriate for you, to reach out to Pastor Jesse uh, or to sign up in the lobby to be, uh, to, let's just say to inquire about what might be involved in being part of Artisan's children's ministry. Because once that other wing is done, we have a very big need that will start or will resume down there. And it's actually increased a little bit, but also made, made easier in some other ways. Let me explain what I mean. Um, Jesse estimates that we need uh, 17 volunteers each Sunday to make the children's ministry function in its future form with the, the space that we are going to have. That's because we've added one classroom that will have a new age group in it. So that, that does mean that we need more volunteers, but it also means that each volunteer will, be, um, will have less of a, um, uh, I don't want to say the word burden, because children aren't a burden, but uh, th- that there will be, that it might be a little less chaotic. So if you served in the ministry before and found it was just too many kids, too wide an age range, and you sort of had to step away from it, this might be a good chance for you to kind of get back to that idea. Um, and if you have never done it before, and you love kids, and you think this might be an area of ministry for you, um, please reach out, because there, um, there's lots of training of all, uh, available to you when you um, sign up to do this. And we have a new curriculum coming out that will make things easier and simpler. Uh, and so I want to encourage you. This is something that's really, really important for us. It's a major part of why we're doing this project in the first place. So uh, please reach out and be part of that. We have a a information meeting and training coming up on January 11th. I didn't write down the time for that. What is the time for that, Jesse? 9.30 a.m. on January 11th, which is uh, Saturday, isn't it? Yep. Okay. So get to that if you can. And uh, I, I think there's been a sign-up sheet in the lobby. Am I right about that? I'm not sure if it's still It might not still be there. We've had a lot of stuff get moved around <laughs> at our church over the last couple of weeks. All right. Another ministry team that's still in some need of uh, extra help is our welcome team, the greeters who, who welcome you into the building each day with a smile and uh, offer you a bulletin when you come in. Now, there's a misconception about this one. Some people think you have to be a super-duper extrovert in order to be good at being a greeter, uh, and we have, I think, 1.6 super-duper extroverts at Artisan and um, 500 more introverted people. <laughs> I might be overstating it slightly. But if you're an introvert, you think, oh, not the greeting, I can't do that. Actually, you might be the perfect person for it. You don't have to be bubbly. You don't have to, you know, uh, remember every person's name. You simply just have to be warm and inviting and have a smile and be excited to see people and glad to see people coming to church. So, Alicia, are you here with us in the room? Okay. I know she wasn't feeling well, so she, yeah, she had to go. So um, if you don't know Alicia and don't know how to get in touch with her, I will stand in. Please see me before you leave today or email me, scott at artisanchurch.com. Um, okay, there's many others as well, video techs, facilities team, social justice team, uh, refreshments, coffee, prayer team, chair team, scare team. No, there's no scare team, but there's lots of them. Um, and you can find a list on our website. <laughs> there's, there's lots of things to do. <laughs> all right. Can we all take a deep breath together now? Because I want to bring this in for a landing, and I, I want to tell you that thing that I hinted at the beginning, the topic that I said that almost nobody's probably thinking about, but which I think is actually more important than the stuff that everybody is thinking about. 
Um, that's because it's something that concerns our reason for being here at the deepest level. Uh, it is something that our staff and leadership team have been thinking about constantly since I returned from sabbatical in September. Uh, for what it's worth, it's something that our resident pastors noticed while I was away on sabbatical over the summer. And it has to do with the, uh, the spiritual state of our church. Now, Artisan is and always has been, and I hope always will be, a place where people find safe harbor when they are in some sort of spiritual trauma. Um, one word for that is deconstruction. If you, if, you, if you kind of experience the deconstruction of the faith that you were raised with or that you inherited by osmosis just by being in, in Western culture but never really believed, if all of that has kind of gotten ripped away from you in a way that's painful and uncomfortable, Artisan, I'm happy and very proud to say, has been a place where people in that situation feel comfortable and safe. And, and sometimes they come and spend a little while and move on, and sometimes they find a home here. Um, and we want to continue to fil- facilitate that as a, as a possibility for people. But what we also want to begin to do a better job at is helping those of you who are experiencing or have experienced deconstruction to move through that experience into a more constructive experience, to experience what you might call reconstruction of your faith. And I have news for you, it may look entirely different than the one you started with, but you can rebuild. And I think um, that, in fact, I know that a lot of people in the artisan community feel sort of perpetually in that state of, of disorder and deconstruction. And we haven't always done a great job, I haven't always done a great job of helping people transition through that and, and get to whatever it is on the other side of it. We're committed to doing that this coming year. And so we're unveiling uh, a church-wide endeavor, um, an undertaking, uh, that's going to be called the Deconstruction Project. <laughs> it's, it's fitting, right, with all the, the construction that we've had here. We've had enough of a construction project. Let's have a deconstruction project. And this will be starting during the season of Lent, which, is, uh, which begins, Ash Wednesday is February 26th, I think. So it will start that first Sunday in Lent. And it will include a sermon series where we look at texts from the Bible where people are experiencing um, dismay or distress or disorder or deconstruction. And there's a lot of it in the Bible, if you didn't know. Um, it's not like God's people have always just had an easy time of it. If you are not having an easy time of it, you are not alone. And the scriptures can be a resource for you. And we want to do that through the sermon uh, series. We are also going to be having weekly midweek gatherings. This is something that we don't really do very much at Artisan. So if, if you're familiar with Wednesday night prayer meeting, um, <clears throat> we don't, we're not going to do that. <laughs> But we are going to have Tuesday night something. I don't know if it's going to have a special name or not, but our Tuesday night um, midweek gatherings will be from 6.30 to 8. We're talking about ways to make that um, accessible for as many people as possible, whether you are old or young or have kids or don't or have work commitments that end at times. We're going to try to make it work for everybody, Um, maybe even including with a a video piece. So if you're a video technician and want to... Help me with that. Please see me before you leave today <laughs> or email me. Do you know my email address by now? Scott at artisanchurch.com. Thank you. All right. I'm really excited for these midweek gatherings. We've been thinking through what might happen at those. The, they're going to involve kind of some thought experiments and for you to kind of reflect on your own experience and then some sharing time with people around you. And then the third component of this will be 
uh, a smaller group, a very smaller group experience that we're, we're calling sort of like micro groups um, that should be hopefully easily accessible, low impact, just a, a series of questions that you can ask each other over coffee or over iMessage or Google Hangouts or whatever it is that you do to stay in touch with people so that you can continue this work not on your own and, and not just in a big group of people but with somebody else who knows a little bit of your story. So we think all three of those components, sermons and midweek gatherings and uh, small, small group, um, microgroup stuff are important to moving through this experience of deconstruction into something that's more constructive. Um, one of the things we'll be doing is talking about all the different ways you can describe this experience. Right? So let me give you a very, like 10, well, 30 second preview of this. You could think about deconstruction as ripping up a bunch of carpet in your house, right? And putting new carpet down. But there's some destructiveness that happens in that that maybe you don't want to do to your own soul. What if you thought about this as restoring a piece of sacred artwork, something that's beautiful and inherently valuable, but has taken on some patina over the years and it needs to be restored to its original beautiful state? That's the kind of thing we're going to be discussing in the midweek um, sessions especially. So I'm really excited for that. So what I'm going to ask you to do, each of you, I would love to see the whole artisan community commit to this, is to, on your calendar, right now, block out Tuesday nights, 6.30 to 8 p.m., between um, the first week of March and the second week of April. That's the season of Lent this year. I would love to have you all be part of this on Tuesday nights, 6.30 to 8, from the first week of March to the second week of April. Um, now, I know that's impossible for some, some of you. are just like, oh, uh, I work every Tuesday night, can't do it. We'll try to make this happen for you in a different way. Um, but for everybody who is available, the, I think the more people who are involved in this uh, experience, the better it will go. I need to tell you, I am really, really excited for this. This has been on my heart and sort of lighting me up for months now. And our leadership team and staff are really, really excited about this. They are completely on board and are contributing amazing ideas to this all the time. So um, I hope that you'll plan to be part of it on Sundays, on Tuesdays, and then at whatever other time of week you can find to do with uh, the people in your micro group. Um, I'm... I'm very hopeful that this is, this is the start of something new and important and very deep for our community. So um, please join me over the next few weeks in thinking ahead about that and praying for the success of that experience uh, for you and for your siblings in Christ and for our whole community. All right, so that is the state of the church <laughs> um, in a slightly longer than a normal sermon format. Thanks for uh, staying attentive to that, and, and we'll be back to kind of normal sermon stuff uh, next week and uh, for the weeks to come. Let's take a moment and uh, bow in prayer together before we take communion. Almighty God, we recognize your presence with Artisan Church from the very beginning, and we are almost 15 years old now. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. We uh, pray and hope that we have been faithful to you in the call that you've given us during that time and that we will continue to be faithful to you and to that call in the years to come. 
And hopefully this is just the very beginning of a long lifetime of ministry for this local church community that you have built. We're so grateful for the opportunity to be together to worship you today and ask for your presence to be made known to us uh, in song, in prayer, and in the breaking of bread that follows in our worship service. And also for it to be made known to us as we leave this place to go out and be the church in the world, in our workplaces and homes and schools, and in our city and in our world. We are thankful to you. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Band's coming back up. They're going to lead us in another couple of songs. Um, We're going to take communion together as well. This is always our... uh, sort of the the pinnacle moment of our service when we come and receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. Artisan's Church is an open table church. Artisan Church is an open table church, which means that all of you are invited to come and take communion at this table, whether you're a member here or have never been here before or anything in between. Um, Come and take a piece of the bread. Remember Christ's body, which was broken for you. Dip it in one of the cups, remembering Christ's blood, which is shed for the forgiveness of sins. You can eat it right at the table. Um... And uh, to help with our flow, with a full room, if you come up through these middle aisles and then go to the table and then go out by the outer aisles, that will help us kind of um, keep the flow going. We have a, a member of our prayer team who will be uh, sort of near the back of the room. I think it's going to be Del today. So if you'd like personal prayer today, go see Del. She'd be happy to pray for you and with you. Uh, so our table is open. Let's continue to worship God in song, sacrament, and prayer. Amen. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.